0: There's many intricacies around all the ways in which I see adapting leadership approaches can have really positive, long-lasting impacts across all areas of healthcare. So this is why I'm really passionate about it.
1: Hello and welcome to Doc Working the Whole Physician podcast. I'm Jill Farmer one of the lead coaches at DocWorking.com. And today we are talking leadership, specifically diagnosing your leadership potential as a physician. And joining us to help uncover this is an expert on leadership, leadership coach for women, Lisa Kuzman, who's a colleague of mine who I've known and respected for a long time now. She is a clinical social worker turned a leadership coach for women. She has 15 years of mental health experience in healthcare as a medical social worker, and she happens to also be married to a physician. So she knows a lot about physicians and what helps make them thrive. And so I'm really excited that we can talk about this today and we can talk about kind of helping to usher in a new era of leadership for physicians. And Lisa, one of the things that you and I have talked about around this subject in the past is that a lot of times in medicine, you know, this is a bit of an overreaching statement, but I think not so much. A lot of physicians will get promoted based on things that aren't necessarily because they have propensity to be good leaders. And so physicians will find themselves in positions of leadership without any either identified leadership potential or any leadership training. What are the consequences of this, what seems to be very general, common practice that we see in medicine? Yeah,
0: what ends up happening is, is that the thing you're really good at gets you the promotion and gets you this title and responsibility, but those aren't the things you really want to be doing because they're not the things you're really good at. So what ends up happening is all of a sudden there's this extra pressure because there are these other responsibilities beyond your zone of genius and you're not prepared for it. So you're prepared, of course, to do the thing you're really good at, but the element of the leadership skills, that is what is missing from stepping into that new role. And people just kind of think, oh, you're super smart. You're really good at what you do. Obviously you'll be great at this leadership role. And then that's not always the case that it feels so good to the person who
1: accepts that position. Yeah. It doesn't often feel good to the person who accepts the position and it doesn't always feel so good to the people that they're leading. (laughs) So what would you say are some of the consequences that you have seen or witnessed or heard about when that happens? Yeah.
0: Consequences can be where for the person in the position, not attending to the people that they're supervising or leading, right? not paying attention to some of the goals that need to happen, which ends up meaning that things aren't working, right? And then there's this pressure and people respond. like, So the people that you're supervising then are like coming to you and be like, hey, what's going on? Or talking about you behind your back. So the consequences are that the requirements of the position aren't being met, which doesn't feel good to you. And the people that are relying on you to fulfill that job are also frustrated and needing something, but then there's a power dynamic difference as well. Yeah, I think that's probably a good place to start.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I see that happening a lot of the time. And the other thing that happens when you have really high achieving people who are highly capable people who are quite brilliant often and excellent at what they're doing is their leadership style is to just wish that everybody who was working for them was exactly like them. (laughs) and That, I find, does not happen very often in the world, nor is it necessarily the best because a mix of people with different strengths can often be what really builds the best team. So I think that leads us to something that I know is a passion of yours, which is helping leaders to identify their strengths, and to leverage those strengths to be able to help them thrive and help them create an environment where other people can thrive as well.
0: Yeah. It's such an important part of leadership, in my opinion, and it's something that is often missed, especially in healthcare. And there's elements of the natural makeup of who we are as people, part of our personality, part of our, like the real vulnerable elements of what makes us human that other humans can connect with. And people who end up, like in the example that you just used, getting promoted into this position, I call that the accidental leader. And accidental leaders often are like, why are you not just doing it? Like, they don't see the need necessarily to provide the leadership guidance because they just expect that that's a part of what people like know they're supposed to do, but then that's a part of their job or their requirement, right? So, by embracing your humor, actually doing relationship building, owning some of the parts of your personality around like your natural gifts and skills. So, I think even taking a personality test is something that I really encourage new leaders to do because when you don't know yourself very well, it can be hard to know what to delegate, what you should hold responsibility for. And how to actually navigate that in a way that's going to feel good to you. Because there's enough difficulty with leadership anyway. If you're doing it in a way that feels really in conflict with your natural makeup, that is going to be something that's going to make it even harder.
1: Yeah. And I think it also goes to something else we've talked about in relation to really effective communication. It's knowing your strengths and then possibly really thinking about who it is you're leading and getting a better understanding of them So, that you can tailor your communication and the way that you work with them in a way that's gonna work well with them. And I know in your case, you actually, with your assistant, you had that individual take the personality test too, to help you better understand what makes them tick so that you could be a better leader in that situation. And I love that.
0: Yeah, the reason I did that is because, so I'm an Aries and I'm a very blunt communicator. So, even to this day, when I send an email, I have to go in and say, hello, so-and-so, something nice, and then the body of the email is already there, and then something nice at the end because I just write what I, you know, but that does not land well. So when I first hired my assistant, I needed to know what kind of communicator she was and what her makeup of personality was so that I could understand how she functioned so that I could also be adaptable. And then I would know what to expect with her and how to work with her effectively made a huge difference. And part of the reason I had her take this test actually, I never told her this, is I was really frustrated. I'm like, what in the world is going on here? And after I had her take the personality test and I shared mine with hers, I was like, oh, makes
1: sense. Yeah, that just helps get some clarification. And finally, I want to just talk about why do we need a new era for leadership in medicine? Why do you feel like there is a need for change in general when it comes to leadership in physicians?
0: Yeah, there's so much burnout happening in healthcare that is not being really discussed or addressed. And a part of it has to do with the systems at play. And when it comes to leadership, if we don't start getting rid of the antiquated ways of showing up, like for instance, compartmentalization, right? That's a big thing that happens often in healthcare is you can't bring your home to work and you don't take your work home. Well that's not really how life works. It's very hard to do that. And it leaves a lot of humanity off the table. So when we think about burnout and when we think about these structures and we think about the way that things are just generally shifting. Even millennials, you know, the things that millennials are wanting in their workspaces as well. We're being called to create change because what's been working for all this time, it is not effective anymore. I would venture a guess that it wasn't always effective and everybody just kind of adapted. But that adaptability around those old structures and making it work that is not working anymore. And it's becoming a big inhibitor of being able to actually create the change that the systems and society and healthcare. And I mean, there's many intricacies around all the ways in which I see adapting leadership approaches can have really positive, long lasting impacts across all areas of healthcare. So this is why I'm really passionate about it, because I think it is going to be one of the ways we can actually create change in rigid systems.
1: I love it. This is such good information, good food for thought. And I always love listening to you bring up, I think, compelling conversations around leadership. And I know you have your own podcast, Serving It Hot. Tell us a little bit if somebody is interested in hearing more about the conversations you have around leadership, how they can find you. Yeah,
0: I started my podcast Serving It Hot a couple of years ago. And the whole point is we talk about what it means to lead in the online space. And I specifically choose people that are open and willing to talk about the real behind the scenes pressures and stuff that we deal with, because that's the part of leadership that we all want answers to, but no one's really being willing to answer. And when I transitioned out of healthcare, I wanted a new lens to think about leadership and I couldn't find it. So I started watching certain people. And after a course of time, I started recognizing some of the aspects that I wanted to talk about, which is really vulnerability and transparency and these real things that you don't normally talk about in public spaces. So I handpicked all those people and interviewed them on my
1: podcast. So it's a lot of fun. And I'm even more excited about a collaboration that we have between you, Lisa, and DocWorking.com. You have created a self-paced course specifically for physicians called A New Era of Leadership. And it's really designed for people who maybe don't necessarily identify themselves as a leader. Maybe they've been promoted to a leadership role they don't feel prepared for. They are not sure how to figure out what their leadership style is or who they want to turn to as mentors in their own leadership as they're moving forward as a potential leader. There's just so much good information. It's a self-paced course. You can take it on your own schedule, designed for positions, very easily digestible, casual style of learning where in just a few hours, really, if you're willing to sit down and do some introspection, you're going to walk away with a clearer vision of what kind of a leader you can be, how you want to lead, and some really good ideas for showing up at your best in leadership. And so I'm so grateful that you put this together for Doc Working, Lisa.
0: Yeah, thank you. It's such an honor that you asked me and I had so much fun blending the things that I felt like were missing when I was burnt out and frustrated in healthcare and the things that my husband and our friends, we have got a lot of doctor friends in my life. I hear, you know, having a beer talking about the issues and the struggles. And I really believe that this can be fun. And that's the entire way that I created the course was around how can we get curious and playful and have some fun
1: in talking about something that isn't usually a fun topic. It is. It's fun to listen to. It's enjoyable. There's a lot of really good information in there in a way that feels very easy to take in and digest. So I really appreciate you doing it. And I really hope that all of you listening will check it out at docworking.com find out more about the self-paced leadership, check it out. And then I hope that you'll buy it and make it be part of who you are as a physician, whether you're a leader now or an emerging leader, I think there's stuff that could be valuable to you. So thanks again, Lisa, for being with us today and thank all of you so much for joining us here at Doc Working the Whole Physician Podcast. We'll see you next time.
0: Hello, and thank you for listening. This is Amanda Taran. I'm the producer of the Doc Working Podcast. If you enjoyed our podcast, please like and subscribe. We would also love it if you checked out our website, which is docworking.com. And you can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and on Instagram. On Instagram, we are docworking1, and that is with the number 1. When you check us out on social, please let us know what you would like to hear on the podcast. Your feedback really means a lot to us. And if you're a physician with a story you'd like to tell, please reach out to me at amanda at docworking.com to apply to be on the podcast. Thank you again, and we look forward to talking with you on the next episode of Doc Working, The Whole Physician Podcast.